Hello, welcome. This is Lucy Sherman. I'm an EMDR therapist and I help clients process trauma through creative expression in EMDR. If you're anything like me, this work can feel so healing and powerful with clients and then it can also feel really heavy sometimes. I created this podcast for this reason, to bring in more imagination, creativity, and joy into our work. We talk about everything from consult process, raising fee, to what we do in session, collaging, drawing, writing, even bringing oracle cards in. Without further ado, let's get started. So today's topic is about raising fee. I just went through this process. I went through all the different layers of uh, the questioning, the wondering what's going to happen to my practice if I'm raising my fees, the constant just thoughts that go with the raising fees and hypothetical situations. And I wanted to just share a few things that have really helped me in the process of raising fees. I also share a bonus creative exercise at the end. So stick around, Um, that can help in the process of raising fees. I have four things that I remind myself of, and I just wanna walk you through some of those things just to support you in this process as well. So the first thing that I say to myself and remind myself of is that doing this, raising fee is something that all practices do, all businesses do. It's part of what keeps a healthy and sustainable business. This is something that we as professionals who are working with trauma, we need to have these kind of systems in place and a fee that feels like you won't burn out. You're not needing to see a ton of people and doing work that doesn't feel as aligned because of the needing to make ends meet. So this is about self-care for you and this is about sustainability. This is about really connecting with what feels like it can be in the long run, um, something that propels you forward and makes it so you can continue to do this amazing work. So that's the first thing, that reminder of doing this can help me and it can help my clients and future clients. It makes it so I'm not burned out. And this is something that all practices do. The second thing that I remind myself of is clients can always communicate when something doesn't work. They can always say that maybe the fee is um, like just not possible for them. They can share if it feels like it will just be an extra hardship. We don't need to infantilize our clients. Our clients are folks who can say yes or no, and we can empower clients to communicate what feels right for them and how they're comfortable moving forward. But I don't need to assume everyone's uh, financial experience. And so 
I really can put it up to my clients to decide how they are going to move forward. And that in itself can be a very helpful conversation. So it's kind of a two-parter, but the second one, clients can always communicate and we can always have a conversation about how we're moving forward. And then I can't assume that every client has the same financial experience. I can't take that choice away from them. They can make that choice. I'm presenting it and then they can make that choice. I've kind of been thinking about this process as almost like you're taking turns in a game. You can share it first, you can make your first move, and then the client will make their move based on this new uh, fee practice change. But I don't, I don't take the client's move, that's their move to make. Uh, and then from there, I can notice, okay, what's my move? Like, what is it that uh, we need to move forward? How can this be sustainable for both of us? Is there space for what um, I have been offering? Is this a chance of maybe if they need to go to every other week or something, is that helpful for them or not? I also... I'm very transparent in the process of that, you know, just kind of evaluating weekly, every other week, sustainability, but uh, in my practice, really feeling that it can be most effective to see each other every week. And that's because of this trauma and relational work and really building that rapport and uh, that continuity. And so being clear and transparent and the same thing, they can still say, actually, really, if you have a every other week spot, that feels best and I want to move to that. Um, and I would like to pay your fee, like, however that is. But it's, again, that sense of choice and that choice is so important. And then three, I am not greedy or am not empathetic if I raise my fees. I feel like this can come up a lot as a helping professional. Being a therapist, we want to be the most empathetic and considerate of everyone's experience. We've made these deep connections with clients and we don't want anything to get in the way of that. We can feel like we're doing this work and uh, it's so important that everyone's needs are met and sometimes we can just feel almost like shame about raising our fees. Sometimes we can feel like we're not good enough to raise our fees. We haven't been uh, in practice long enough. Maybe we've been kind of uh, trained almost in our graduate school and in internship to just feel like, oh, we should basically be comfortable with working for less and making sure that it's ex accessible to absolutely everyone. And we can feel bad for saying, like, I need to have this uh, fee in my practice. And I'm just here to say, and I'm saying this to myself as well, you do such valuable work. And just really thinking in this question, like, what just thinking about the value of this work, how you're impacting clients' lives, how that 
deep presence that you have with clients, that that's valuable, that there's been shifts and movement and growth and imagination and creativity and all of that is so worthy and as any valuable um, kind of offering and service, it's okay to ask to be paid for that value. Um, and I love also the reminder of you, you'll never be able to be paid exactly your value because you're just, it would be like billions of dollars for the kind of work that can be taking place sometimes. Like sometimes lives can change. Sometimes folks can have processed these deep wounds and trauma that impact the rest of their life and the way that they see themselves. And we can't necessarily put a number on it. So we kind of put that aside and we just say, this is the sustainable fee where I can live a life that feels like I'm having my needs met and I'm not burning out and I am supporting my loved ones and myself and their spaciousness and all of that. And so just keeping that in mind uh, when you're really looking at yourself and maybe those kind of words of, oh, I should be doing this this way or I'm that or I'm greedy kind of BS like you are so valuable what you're doing is so valuable so sometimes it can help to even do a little check-in and maybe write down a few of the words that you've received from clients about how much they value the work um, thinking even just imagining different clients and the way that yeah just certain uh, intervention, certain ways of working together has really helped them and how they verbalize that and going from there, but really taking a moment and just connecting with your value in this and that reminder of you are not greedy and there's kind of systems in place that are almost to tell you that you shouldn't ask I mean, that's even something like um, for folks who identify as women like that kind of um that feeling like oh i shouldn't ask for very much and i should do everything and so just kind of knocking that away like that doesn't have to be our narrative and we can shift that and there's room for growth in that um and at the end i'd love to share a few other resources that can help with that so um that's just a little reminder and really that kind of practice of exploring of what is so valuable about this. What do I offer in my very unique way of offering it? And then the fourth is I will not lose everyone in my practice if I share my fee, share this new fee. I wonder this every time it comes to raising my fee every time i think about it um i always am wondering oh if i raise it will everyone go away will they decide not to work together will they think that our work is not valuable and every single time when i've raised my fee that has not happened it's usually the opposite um something that's come up a lot in this most recent round of raising fee for folks who 
are comfortable with the new fee and want to move forward with it, they will share the value that they feel and that they want to pay that and that they're comfortable paying that. And then for folks who are not in a place where it's sustainable to pay that, they still share the value and they want to find a way to make it work because they really value the work that we do. And I imagine that's going to be with every one of you too, that there's this profound relationship that you've built and this deep processing that have ta has taken place and you're not going to just lose all of your clients because you're communicating this new practice change and again that reminder of like with every single practice every business that's part of the thing that's part of the gig is you are raising your fee times change too where you have to raise your fee um all of that just goes into this process and so that just that realization of it's okay and you're not going to lose everyone and if you are losing a few folks, they probably already were feeling like it was either time to close because they're feeling really good or they're looking for something a little different and the fee raise doesn't really have much to do with that. It might just put just a little bit more of emphasis on, oh, actually, this is just a reminder that I'm ready to, for something different, uh, ready to close or move on or whatever. And so that it's not because of the fee. It might just uh, just shift it just slightly where it's a little sooner, but that also makes it where folks can come in who are really ready, really wanting to do this work. And so even with that closed door, a window might be opening with the new client who's really uh, wanting that space. And so that's, yeah, that's just a piece that can be helpful to remember too. Lovely, yeah. So I really just want to put that emphasis on how things can feel different than they are in your head around the raising fee. So I wanted to recap one, this can help you in making that sustainable practice, uh, making it so you don't burn out, making it helpful in the long run, making you do the work that you know really works in the way that really works to clients who are really wanting this work. Two, you can always communicate and then they can always communicate. We can kind of take turns in the communication. You can be clear and share and then they are consenting folks who can decide yes or no. We don't need to take away that decision from them. They can just share what they're comfortable with and how they're wanting to move forward. And then from there, the next step, noticing uh, what feels best. And then that little caveat too, just that I can't, we can't assume everyone's money situation. Maybe they've decided that they want to put so much like investment into their mental health and nothing else matters. Maybe they want to cut down in other areas. 
maybe they just got a huge um, inheritance and they're really wanting to devote to mental health. Maybe they've uh, had someone in their life wanting to pay for that. Like we can't assume that similar when we're on a consult and sharing, we don't need to assume everyone's situation. They can share what they're comfortable with or not. Three, we're not greedy, we're not not empathetic. This is a value that uh, we're sharing, a service that is supportive and can be life-changing. And so even just giving yourself the reminders of what clients have shared about the work. Four, you will not lose your whole practice for raising fee and over and over, this can be a question that comes up, but I don't hear with other colleagues, I haven't heard that just everyone goes away and I have not experienced that. Uh, and so just thinking also about like, how have you experienced this in the past? If you've ever raised your fee, is it something where you lose a lot of people? Likely not, likely maybe there's just a couple, maybe there's a little shifting around, but all of that's okay. And kind of part of this like organic practice it's moving, it's changing, it's making room for others. And so this reminder of you're not going to lose your whole practice by doing this. And then I want to share this creative exercise. It's a writing exercise that actually really helped me in this process most recently. So I wrote for every single one of my clients what I thought their response could be. And when doing this, it really put it into perspective that maybe there were two people that I was really actually anxious about their response, like how it was going to come across, if it was going to um, damage the relationship, build rupture, um, and really just looking at what I, knowing my clients, what they would how they would respond, what they would respond to. And that reminder of, oh, it's just maybe too that I feel this way of like a little more anxiety around. Um, and then with that, also just noticing like the language that they would maybe use, like with how they would share if they're comfortable or not, or moving forward or not, what that would look like. Or even if they are thinking that they'd raise a fee, the ones that would be comfortable with that raise fee or not. So just really breaking it down client by client, thinking of it as a one-to-one -one conversation with someone that you've built trust with, there's connection it's a person um, and so that little reminder was really helpful in doing that really breaking that down for each client and then also a little maybe just that similar to the other point but that reminder of how they've shared the value of the work um, and then afterwards, just noticing, kind of almost making it a game with when sharing with clients what uh, this new fee is and everything, and then hearing the response back and kind of looking back at what my initial thought was about like how they would respond and almost making it a little bit into a game. Like, how is this going to be? What is this? Do I, do I know my clients in the way that... I think I do in the response and a lot of my like the the approach was really similar in the way that they would share comfort or not 
but I was so surprised at how many folks were just totally comfortable with the change. They were like, yep, totally value this work. Let's do this. I thank you. Let me know what paperwork I need, that kind of thing. So I put so much energy and emphasis on this and most pretty much the my practice was just like, yep, okay. Uh, and so it's just a little reminder of even if maybe it's a little uncomfortable, even if um, for certain folks you think, oh, it's just not going to work, I still didn't assume and I still didn't just like try and save the day by saying, oh, you can just stay exactly where you are, that kind of thing. It's just letting them have that choice, not assuming their situation, letting them communicate. Another really cool part of this was the amazing in-depth therapeutic conversations around money too. This kind of, even if they are feeling like it's not the time, their experience of how money is for them and being able to talk about it in a trusting environment, knowing that they're not going to just be let go for it or that there's so much shame around it. Um, it really brought in a new kind of connection and the sweet therapeutic uh, just relationship further into this conversation, which also surprised me a little bit. So even if it doesn't quite work, even in the situations where there's anxiety, sometimes there's so much growth around it and it can highlight what's happening outside of life as well, outside of the therapy room. So all of those helpful. A few other helpful tips, creating either a playlist of kind of like badass boss uh, kind of songs or things that get you a little hyped up. Um, that can be really helpful. It can be sweet uh, before these kind of conversations or maybe on your walk that day. Um, however, it is just noticing like what gets me kind of feeling, feeling myself, feeling like I've got it. I, um, I deserve this and I can communicate this and I am the boss of my practice. I am independent, all of that and just really connect with that and that can be really sweet too. And then uh, with that, just I wanted to share a couple resources that I found helpful in this. So listening to the audiobook, We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers, incredibly supportive and helps you, just walks you through the process of raising fee and noticing more what you can offer and giving you all kinds of creative ideas for how to move forward, expanding uh, and scaling and all kinds of things, just really helpful hot tips in a super understandable way. Before this, I have definitely felt some anxiety around money and sharing and talking about money in my practice, and it's definitely helped with that. Um, another great one is uh, Money Skills for Therapists, and this is a great website with Lindsay Bonham, and then also she has a podcast where she's actually going through kind of a 
coaching session with folks about their money situation, particularly in private practice. And so hearing others too, there's kind of a universality piece to it, which is really helpful uh, and can just make you feel a little less alone in this and can just shift your mindset a little bit around money, but not in a really schmaltzy, cheesy way, uh, just very empathetic and connected. And she's a therapist and um, and now I think mostly works uh, as an accountant and coach, but all of that, just such beautiful gold. And then also Abundance Practice uh, podcast. There's some really wonderful tips around that as well, creating a sustainable practice. And then finally, uh, Minimalist Business Coach has so many incredible resources, so many wonderful, imaginative, different ways to think about your practice and scale your practice, but also um, with a minimal side to it really clear um delaney fisher is the creator of minimalist business podcast and has shared so much around also this sense of clear communication which i found really supportive in these conversations as well so another little tip just keeping it as simple and clear as possible a quick little thing you can essentially say is I'm raising my fee to blank in blank and then just pausing and letting them take their turn and notice what feels right for them. Thank you for tuning in and I can't wait to share with you next. Take care.